Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. How's the weather your way? It is 79 degrees, so it's getting cooler. It's getting pretty exciting. Yep. We were actually able to do some stuff outside today during the day. So, yep. What more could one ask for? I think it's around 68 degrees here. Ooh, nice. Yeah, not too hot. That's um, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I think Celsius is just 50 less than Fahrenheit, I think. Oh, is that how that works? I think so. I think I've done I'll just that. take your word for it. I think. Cause I, know I trust it's, you. It's 18 degrees Celsius, so I think it's around like 68 degrees Fahrenheit, I think. So don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. Um, I think you're right. I'll, we'll just say that you're right, because it just feels good when someone tells you you're right. I think so, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. As a, as a reminder, this <laughs> podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. If you haven't figured that out already. Yeah, if you haven't gone to that uh, conclusion already. Um, but uh, last, You must not be listening to the podcast very long. This must be your first time, yeah. Um, but alas, we still help out as best we can. Um, yep. We got a lot of good emails this week. Not like they're all not good, but... Uh, these ones are really challenging emails, which I think is good. Sometimes it's good we to... do not have what should I wear on a date questions this week. I'll, no. We'll just put it that way. Which I'm kind of surprised because we're going from summer to fall, so I kind of figured like we would get influx of those, but no. But I guess... The- My guess is we have such a steady stream of listeners that, that they have heard the transition from summer to fall, you know, questions already. Yeah. What and is- that, that advice is evergreen. I did see like somebody posted all oh, because like whenever people link to the podcast, I get like notified on the website. So like 
mm-hmm. somebody had posted on Reddit on male fashion advice or something like that, being like, "Well, the nerds in love recommended a blazer. What kind of blazer should I get?" And I was like, "Oh, what really? Yeah. Wait, it's on Reddit, really? Yeah. So they, they had post, posted to the podcast, and so I I got notified, oh. so I followed the link back, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Wait, what's what subreddit? Is? Male fashion advice. Ooh. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. R slash male. Okay. Well, Stephanie. Oh, yeah. My website is stephaniesarkis.com. I don't know if we brought that up, but I have to give myself a plug. Yeah. Male we... fashion. Oh, you already did? <laughs> yeah. Well, Steph looks the same. Oh, okay, cool. Let's, let's, read her, let's read the email. Um, but yeah, Dylan says, nerds, I've gone on three dates with this girl, and she's really sweet and gorgeous. We were at a bar, and that was four blocks from her place. After some drinks, we discussed going to my place but it would be a 45 minute cab right away. So I suggested her place. She said she can't and that she shares a room with her brother. We ended up splitting cab fare to my place and spending the night together. But now I'm really hung up on this whole living with her parents and sharing a room with her brother. I'm not sure if I even want to see her again. Am I being an irrational prick here, Dylan? No, Dylan, you're not being an irrational prick. It's a relatively valid concern. I always classify this as a yellow flag though, personally. I mean, we don't know why she's living with her parents and sharing a room with her brother. If it is to, like, save money to buy a place or there's some other, like, sort of financial reasons why. Or maybe there's some other reasons. Like, maybe there's a family member that needs care and attention. Like, there could be a variety of different reasons why it's a valid thing. If she's just doing it because she's maybe arrested development and she hasn't quite moved on in her life, yes, that would be a problem. That's when the yellow flag would be a red flag. But... I don't think uh, necessarily it's a bad thing, but maybe you might want to investigate further and see why she's living with her parents and uh, sharing a room with her brother. What do you think, Steph? Well, if it bothers you, it bothers you. But I'd I'd look at why it bothers you. Um, You know, most of the world, people live in small places with multiple family members. Um, So I'm as... I'm just going to go ahead and assume that you're in the U.S. maybe, and that might be totally wrong. But um, in, in most parts of the world, people live in small places with multiple family members. So what part of it bothers you? Um, if you think you're being irrational, maybe dive a little bit into what bothers you. Like Kurt said, is it about, um, you know, is it that she's not self-sufficient or is it just she's trying to save money? Is her family close? I mean, there's also an issue of, not really an issue, but there's individualistic culture and collectivist culture. Now, individualistic culture is that when you're 18, it's kind of like you're expected to move out and and be independent on your own. Collectivistic culture, you tend to have maybe uh, multiple generations living under one roof. Um, You make a decision by consulting like an elder in the family. So it could just be that this is how her family rolls. So... I would really look at why this bothers you and maybe talk to her about it. Is it because that you have a roommate and you want some privacy or, you know, I wonder if there's something else that happened is why, and that's why you don't want to see her again. Cause it sounds like there's something else that bothered you would be my guess. That might be off, but is there, is there like uh, was there a red flag or pink flag that popped up other than her living with her family? Because I would think more people, especially during the pandemic, you're going to have more people now that are moving in with their family members because losing jobs or you know, needing to take care of family members. So you are going to see them more often. So I'd, I'd ask yourself why it bothers you. But I mean, you can be, it, 
and if that really matters because if it bothers you it bothers you but i wouldn't want you to miss out on a good opportunity over something that you're not sure why you feel a certain way if that makes sense yeah and i think if we grew up with the idea that like yeah you're 18 you move out and you find somebody that does the opposite you're so sort of ingrained to that thinking that like maybe sometimes it is hard for us to maybe at least intuitively understand right away why somebody would do that but it's um it, maybe yeah just asking why you know she is and you know mm-hmm. uh, to be fair uh, it's not all going to be one or the other you know i've i've seen some people who live with their parents because yeah arrested development they've just never moved on with their lives and they just don't want to leave the nest because it you know they're just uh you know not like they can't or they you know there's something you know stopping them but they just won't for whatever reason and alternatively there's people who need to because there is an actual valid reason and now your friends that you feel are arrested development are are they saving up money or are they still spending money the same way they used to and it's not really doing them any good staying at home yeah, yeah. i mean is that i mean if, if you think of the people that you know is are they still saving up by living at home Well, I guess the thing is too is like yeah, it's just kind of boils down to you know why why they're all staying at home. So, but oops, I think the audio cut off. Oh, but I'm here. You're here. I'm here. I Yay! Can, I can hear you. Okay. Perfect. There you go. Okay, now you're back. Yay! Cool. So, uh, so yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I would maybe ask more why, and you know, go from there. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has to necessarily be a good or a bad thing, but I think it's good to maybe just find out. And you know, ultimately, whatever decision you make, I mean, we've said this before, but relationship requires two people. So if you aren't into it, then you're not into it. So Right. And you don't even have to have a reason. Yep. All right. Do you want to read George's email? Sure. I have to put my glasses on so I can see up close. George says, I was married to my ex-wife for over 20 years. When we divorced, our two kids were out of the house. She just packed and left. It was our son's graduation from college and she showed up, but has since transitioned from female to male. Our two sons are irate and feel upset that this wasn't mentioned earlier. I mentioned to her that I thought for their sake she should have brought it up and not sprung it on them during one of our son's big day. She then told me that I was the reason she finally decided to make the change. My sons and I agree. We support her decision, but this wish this was communicated better. I feel like battle lines are now drawn, and for the sake of being at least passable co-parents, I should step up and say something. But when she's this hostile, I don't know how to handle it. What do you suggest? George, first I suggest referring to your ex as he and him, uh, because, because he now does identify as male. So I think that would be a big help to gender... Uh, your ex correctly uh also i'm not sure what the battle lines are that you mentioned uh your kids are adults so it sounds like at least one is an adult and it might be time that it's that your your child at least your older child uh is able to speak to their parent and talk to their parent about why this bothered them uh at some point kids have a responsibility to take on their own issues and speak for themselves. I wonder how much of an issue, George, that you have with your ex. And if that's changing how you're kind of interpreting the situation or how you want to speak to your ex 
as a co-parent when you want to speak to your ex as a co-parent is it about your kids or is it about an issue you have with them so that would be my question um there's uh, maybe it you know he was concerned with how the family would react so he didn't say anything until he showed up for a big event was it the best timing maybe not but at the same time maybe maybe he felt that it wouldn't be good timing either way that you know there is a concern that people are not going to be accepting so yeah was it the best timing maybe not but at the same time be a little bit more open to the concern that he may have had about talking to the family about this uh and my guess is it isn't so much about what day it was done on. Um, it has to do more with, do you speak on your kid's behalf or do you let your kids speak for themselves? Now, if you're going to speak to your ex, I would say you speak to your ex from your point of view and you encourage your sons, if they are adults, to talk to your ex from their point of view. Uh, I think when we speak for other people and I don't necessarily mean kids, but when we speak for adults, adult children, there gets to be this triangulation process because so you're talking on behalf of your son to your ex and that gets confusing because if your son says, well, that's not exactly what I meant or, you know, that kind of thing, it really makes things complicated. And this is a really good lesson for your sons again, if you know, at least one's an adult, I'm assuming there's an adult, of how to handle issues when you have a disagreement with someone and, and something that, you know, it sounds like, again, you are all a support of his transition. Uh, but again, if, it, if your son has an issue with their parent doing this on a day that was supposed to be a special day, well, then that's up to your child to mention that. And this is a good learning exercise, again, in how to talk to people about when they've done something that is upsetting to someone. So what do you think? Uh, I think the primary issue here is, is that this uh, information, yeah, wasn't shared earlier. Uh, I think, while not a requirement, it would have been a better consideration to, at the very least, not put something that is not i don't want to say emotional in a bad way but it it can fuel a lot of emotions and you already have you know a graduation which you know presumably will also be sort of bringing up emotions so sort of combining that i i think was where the issues come from uh i think maybe if yeah this was separated and this information was shared earlier or later uh, it would have probably avoided a whole lot of issues. Uh, that being said, it's it's been done. Um, I don't think battle lines, quote unquote, need to be drawn. I don't think if she is being, or he is, or sorry, she is being hostile, or he is being hostile, sorry, that you need to feel, feed into that. I think it's best for you to maybe just take a step back and, you know, just sort of appease the situation and not necessarily feed into it. Because the more you feed into it, the worse you're going to make it. And I think the worse you make it, it's just going to escalate and escalate and escalate until it's made into a bigger issue. 
And I think you want to set an example for your sons as well to show them that, yeah, we don't need to escalate. Yes, this was maybe perhaps something that could have been handled better, but what's done is done and it doesn't need to be dwelled upon. And I think showing them that and showing them that, yeah, you can co-parent like you say. I mean, co-parenting kind of starts with sometimes making compromises and sometimes you have to do that. And it's not always going to be easy, but sometimes you have to just say, you know what? Now is not the time for this to be, you know, kind of beaten to death. Now is maybe the time for us to leave this issue aside and move on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I'm I'm wondering too. And it sounds like you have two adult sons. How much co-parenting do you really have at this point? It, and it sounds like if you're feeling angry about things, then that would be something that you might want to talk out with somebody. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean you need to talk that out with your ex. That may be your own feelings about things. Yeah. I don't want to discount that. Yeah. This was the one son's big day. And I, you yeah. know, it, it, this kind of mentality would also apply if say it was somebody's birthday and somebody else brought, you know, like <laughs> a, a partner and, you know, for the first time and it can maybe distract from that big day. I can understand why that can be frustrating. Uh, not to say everybody would feel that way, but I can see and understand why that would be frustrating. It's just, to me, it's the same sort of logic of you. It's somebody's big day. It shouldn't be overly distracted, but it's also tough too. Cause I mean, the graduation is also a big time where family wants to come. So it, it gets into a gray area, but I wouldn't focus more so on what happened and more so on what you're going to do now. And I think what you do now is you just leave it be. I mean, what, what's happened has happened and, you know, yes, maybe considerations could have been made, but also too, when somebody's being, as you say, hostile, I don't know if the necessarily, uh, it's hostility. I think it's more defensiveness, but I think either way it it's good to just leave it be and move on. Yeah. I'd look at the context too. Is, is your ex the kind of personality that does things to take attention away from other people on their big days? Yeah. If that's so, um, then that's something to maybe consider. If that's the case, and you think this might be a case of, well, they had opportunities, but they wait till this big day, and other times that, that there have been big events, they've you know made it about them, uh, then I would say you know, either way, I mean, maybe you know silently acknowledge that or talk to your kids, and but then... If, if the person's been like this for a while, is that really going to change? Is talking to them really going to help? Yeah. And again, this is a good opportunity for your adult children to learn how to discuss things you know, when they don't agree with someone's behavior. But either way, I think it's, this is a good moment to sort of develop yourself and sort of think about how you best want to approach these things. And, you know, like I say, with co-parenting, sometimes it's not always equal. Sometimes you got to take a step back and, you know, sort of just be the better person at a certain point. So, of course, I mean, your kids watch you like a hawk to see what you're going to do. Yeah. So I think whatever you do, you need to treat your ex with respect, even if you aren't feeling cordial to them yeah. for whatever. Exactly. Because and- this isn't about you or your ex. This is about your kids. Yeah. All right. 
Henry's got an email here. It says, Nerds, my girlfriend of four years lives with me, and we have a good relationship, barring some minor communication issues. But this latest issue takes the proverbial cake. We bought a townhome, and we were deciding what to sell and what to keep. She asked me what to, or she asked me to make a list of what to keep. I got busy with work and finalizing the sale, and I simply forgot. I came home one day to see people buying our stuff, including some stuff I wanted to keep. She says I never got, or she never got a list, but there was no mention of a reminder, so I feel blindsided. Is this something we can bounce back from, or is this a pretty major issue in your eyes? I'm trying to be as impartial as possible, Henry. Uh, Henry, I think you say that there's sort of a history of communication issues. It sounds like, again, there's some communication issues. Uh, this is sounding like a trend. And I mean, if you are moving in together, I would hope that you've maybe hoped to address and resolve these. Uh, I mean, if you've already bought a place, you're already committed to it, but I think you should probably work on communication and if you guys can't work on it together. Maybe you might want to go to counseling and get some help because that is something can be, that's really critical. You need to be able to communicate with your partner and not doing so can create major issues. So as tough as it may be, I think it's maybe time to take a step back and evaluate how good your communication is. Uh, I, you know, I think the issue of selling the items is more the symptom of the problem and not the problem itself. I mean, had you two communicated properly, this would have been not a, a non-issue entirely. Uh, so I would work on, you know, maybe evaluating your communication and seeing how you can improve things. Cause you say barring some communication issues and you say this, I think in a way that's a little more nonchalant, but to me it reads as this has been an issue in the past. This is maybe a bigger sort of amplification of that issue than it has been in the past, but it is still tied to that ultimately. I mean, you were, she asked you to sell some things and you ran out of time. You could have maybe said, Hey, I just don't have time. Maybe give me like a little bit more time to figure this out or, you know, something like that. Or maybe you say, Oh, you know, sell everything, but these items are, I don't know, something like that. You could have communicated any number of things. So the fact that you didn't, uh, you know, and then she proceeded to sell those without asking you, it, it, it reads to me as issues on both sides. So I would work on, yeah, just, working on your communication and again if this is something that you can't quite resolve on your own with you and your partner then you might want to maybe consider uh therapy i think that would be the next step and if that doesn't work then i mean yeah it, it may be a time to end the relationship but i would try getting counseling first and working on it yourself and see where that takes you what do you think steph well, we've talked a lot about just the communication if you can get that figure i remember that that Ari talkman dr Ari talkman talked about this when he was on the podcast too that communication is is like 90% of issues. Uh, so that's where talking to someone, a neutral third party, like a, like a therapist can really help. Because this is a situation where I can't imagine not telling someone that you're having the sale. So you call and found they're having a sale. So either she didn't tell you about she was doing a sale, or she told you and you didn't hear it, or you forgot it, or, you know, I mean, there's all these different options and we don't really know from this email exactly what happened other than there was some miscommunication somewhere. Now, it, it's a big deal because she's selling your stuff now mm -hmm. and she, knows that she did not get a list from you. You would think that someone who does not get a list from someone would say, hey, by the way, 
the sale is going to be on Monday. You know, that list, do you have that list for me? That would be a civil, polite thing to do before you sell someone's stuff. I can't imagine selling someone's stuff without their okay. Uh, that seems like kind of a boundary crossing. I mean, was she wanting to get rid of your stuff anyway? So she kind of like didn't tell you? Is that possible? Um, is is it a thing of, well, I'm going to show him because he didn't give me the list and I'm just going to go ahead and do this and maybe learn for next time? I mean, I, there's a there's a fundamental issue going on here. And I, I think that, yeah, counseling will help. Uh, can you get past this? I mean, this is a pretty big deal. Um, I, I find more of the issue is that if, if it's true that she did not tell you when the sale was and just sold your stuff, that's a big problem. That to me is a boundary violation. Um, if she claims that she told you and you forgot, then that's also an issue that you want to get checked out. So either way, yeah, like Kurt said, you know, this is a thing where both of you need to work on your communication, but I, I think selling your stuff without your permission, uh, that is, that's a much bigger deal than you not having a list for someone. Yeah. So can you bounce back from it? I don't know. This seems to be kind of a trust issue. Um, and I know, I understand you're trying to be impartial, but also she, did she sell some sentimental items of yours? Cause I mean, that would be a big deal. Um, and not telling you when the sale was, and again, she could say that she told you and whether that was true or not, we don't know. Um, did she, like I said, did she just want to get your stuff out of there? Um, you know, and then there's the issue of gaslighting, you know, if, does she say that she told you and then you're pretty sure she didn't, um, I don't know. Yeah. Is this something you can bounce back from? I, it I mean, this is, this is a pretty major issue. I agree with you. It's a pretty major issue. Um, yeah, you can go to counseling, but again, the thing is like, she sold your property without permission. So I don't know. That would be a deal breaker for me. Uh, but I'm not you. I guess the thing is, it's, it's hard to tell intention with the other person. So, that's but even with the intention, at some point, selling somebody's stuff without their permission, does the intention really even matter at that point? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it does, but I, I think I, I see it where maybe it was just sort of like, oh, he didn't tell me. Well, like let's let's sell this stuff. I don't think it was, let's get rid of all this stuff because I just don't like it or him or whatever, but I, I don't know. But yeah, I would agree. This is a pretty major issue regardless. It's just, I don't know if necessarily maybe there was as much ill intent. Maybe I, and it, there could be, I'm not discounting that either, but I'm saying there, there could be the possibility that, yeah, it was just sort of a pragmatic, let's sell this kind of thing. And that was it. But we, we, we just don't know what the other person's intent was ultimately, unfortunately. Wish we could always have the other person on the line. I could have just ask them like, hey, what, what did you actually mean when you did this? Like, what was your what was your thinking on this? Hey, maybe that's the next level is we have people on the line. There you go. Talk to and we get both sides of the story. Yeah. That would be interesting. It would be. Um, okay. Do you want to read Riley's email? Sure. Riley says... Um, let's see, let me back up and put my glasses on. <laughs> so, um, my boyfriend, 24 male and me, 22 female have been together now for two years. He's a sweet guy with a lot of friends and gets along well with family. 
part of why I'm attracted to him is how easy it is he is to get along with. And I witnessed this myself and I have evidence, I guess, of him being kind with others. I'm going to kind of paraphrase or easy to get along with with others. Uh, lately, though, I'm not sure if this is a sham or not. There is this guy that went to university with him. This guy isn't nice. He spiked my boyfriend's drink with acid at a party. This was reported to authorities and dealt with. This guy lied to him, lied about him to a family friend who was interviewing my boyfriend and cost him a job opportunity. Not much can be done about that. I told him best to move on. Now this guy is review bombing my boyfriend's podcast, getting it down to two stars. My boyfriend worked hard on his podcast, something I'm sure you can appreciate. And so this, oh, oh sorry. The, my our team just got a goal in the hockey finals. <laughs> Sorry about the extra noise. Uh, so this really bothers him. He's gotten increasingly more angry and as even has taken his anger out on me and others. I can't tell if this is just an exception to his regular way of being or if this is how he really is. After two years together, I thought I'd know, but now I'm not too sure. What do you advise, Riley? So Riley, I'm just going to kind of summarize. So it sounds like that your boyfriend's been pretty easy to get along with. He gets along well with others, but he has this person for whatever reason has been harassing him. So it sounds like he spiked your boyfriend's drink. There was a police report filed. He has also, this guy has also badmouthed your boyfriend to a possible employer who, and that cost your boyfriend a job. And now this guy is basically artificially lowering the ratings of your boyfriend's podcast. So I guess my first question is, what's what's the relationship between the person that's harassing your boyfriend and your boyfriend? Do they still talk occasionally, or is this a guy that just has just harassed your boyfriend for no no reason? Um, I mean that happens, but are, do they have some kind of business relationship? Or I mean, what I would want to know. What is going on that this person is seemingly stalking your boyfriend? Um, if your boyfriend's under heavy stress and he's not able to do anything, like, you know, the only thing you can do about the ratings is report it. And even then, it doesn't mean that they're going to take him down. Um, you know, what can he do? Uh, so I can see where he's probably under some stress that comes from someone harassing him, which is, can be an extreme amount of stress. And yeah, I could see how it could translate into somebody that's usually easygoing, kind of having enough. And, you know, he probably does not want to contact this person. So I could see where it would make sense that he's laying his anger out on the people closest to him. So you and probably his friends. Um, I would recommend that he goes to counseling because if you've dealt with someone that's harassed you, there are a lot of feelings that go with it and, and it can result in trauma. So I would recommend that he goes to a counselor and talks about this uh, because this is something that is, can really bring up a lot of past trauma. Like for instance, you know, spiking his drink. So, and this is a guy that even after this police report is still continuing with this. So do I think that, um, you know, what do you advise? Recommend that he goes to counseling he's being harassed. He's the victim of crimes. So he needs to talk to someone. Now, what do you think? Yeah, this to me sounds like somebody who's maybe a little over his head. You say, I wonder if this is an exception. I think this person's probably tried to handle things their own way and mm -hmm. it's only gotten them so far. And I don't think that's necessarily a fault of theirs. I think a lot of times people will just naturally try to resolve issues amongst themselves. Cause that's just, I think how a lot of us are raised, you know, it's sort of like, 
try to resolve this issue yourself. Try to, you know, talk to the other person, try to be civil, try to basically work it out. And it sounds like the boyfriend's tried this and it's even failed, it sounds like. I mean, you've had to go to the police already. The, the job thing, you're right. I mean, it, ultimately, the employer is the one deciding, right? You know, yes, whatever this person may have told the employer is going to influence that decision, but it's ultimately up to that employer. So that one, you can't really... I mean, yeah, it. you know, he probably said some stuff that wasn't true or maybe, you know, fabricated something to sort of make your boyfriend sound bad, but that one is a little harder to say that's... Yeah, for sure. You know, part of the issue here. Um, it's a what it is, but you would hope that a prospective employer would check with the person. Yeah, to verify information is true or not. Yeah, for sure. And I, I don't. I'm not saying that I say that what happened was fair or right because I don't think it is. But uh, oh, but it also sounds like this guy that was harassing him was a family friend of the prospective employer. So I could see where the prospective employer, if it's a family friend, probably has trust in this person and doesn't question. Yeah. So, so. I, I I think he's tried everything in his power to sort of, you know, be civil and get this done in a way that's, you know, fair for the other person and not to, uh, I guess the right word would be, he's trying to do it, do this in a fair manner. But I, I think now is the time where this is getting a little out of hand. I mean, this person's review bombing a podcast, uh, you know, that... Uh, that takes a lot of time because I mean to review bomb. I mean you're basically making alternate profiles and you have to like do that. It's just like a, it's a huge hassle. And like this person's doing this. I mean that's got to be taking hours out of their day, if not days. You know this person's really got it in for him. I don't think this person's gonna see a reason. I mean if this person's taking that much time just to, you know, harm something that you're creatively outputting, I think it's time to just you know, go to the police, get some sort of legal advice on how to handle this because this person clearly isn't seeing reason. And I mean, I, I just know how review bombing works and I know it's not an easy process. And I just think if this person's really putting in that level of effort, they have to be having some sort of issues because nobody does that and takes up that much time of their day for somebody that they just maybe find annoying or whatever. You got to mm -hmm. really have some burning hatred for that person if you're willing to do that. And, and I don't know, maybe that's your question, Riley, is that did something happen between the two of them? And I'll just say that stalkers can stalk you for no reason, that they just find you as a target and they do it. So it doesn't mean that your boyfriend did something to warrant this. No. Uh, but, you know, I would check with your cyber crimes division and see if, you know, if it's impacting his bottom line, um, you know, is it considered, you know, look at your... You know, look at your laws, maybe consult an attorney. Does this constitute harassment you know, in your jurisdiction? Does it constitute cyber harassment? And there are remedies for that. So there are things he can do because I think when you are cyber stalked, which has happened to me, someone I didn't know, um, it feels pretty disempowering because you're having this stuff happen to you. And you know, for, with a lot of social media providers, some of them act quickly and some of them don't. Yeah. So it's it's a sense of that you don't have a lot of agency to get this stuff taken offline. Uh, so in that case, yeah, you consult with an attorney um, and, you know, they have legal remedies. So in, in my jurisdiction anyway, um, and 
And, you know, it may be that you threaten the person with legal action, which is what I had to do. So, um, you know, it's one of those things that it's, I can see where he's coming from, that it feels pretty yucky and the best word I can think of when you have someone doing this for no known reason and there's not much you can do besides report it. Um, so I can see where he's coming from, but I think it would really help for him to talk to somebody. Now, if he doesn't want to talk to somebody, then I would kind of look at that as, huh, that's interesting. Because you would think that at this point, even though counseling can be kind of an awkward process for people, um, at this point, I would think that having someone listen to him and verify that this should not be happening to him would be, um, I don't know, pretty cathartic. But, you know, for different reasons, people may not be into counseling. But I think that you should at least bring it up. Because mm -hmm. it's a pretty helpless place to be in. For sure. Well, good luck. I mean, it's uh, not an easy situation to be in. But there are resources out there to help you. So, All right. I think it's time to wrap this up. Steph, uh, you can be well. People can find you over at stephaniesarkers.com. You have a book, Gaslighting, which I'm sure might be prevalent to a lot of people who listen to this. So, I want to right. that out. Uh, and Kurt Ryder gave it five star review. Yeah. Uh, what else? Which I think you actually did on Amazon. So, thank you. Yep, on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. What else? Um, yeah, Talking Brains. Is that that's it's not talking heads, it's talking brains, right? Talking brains, but I do like talking heads, so yeah. shout out to talking heads if they're listening. Um, yep, yeah, it's talking brains, and the next episode I'm posting by the end of the week will have Ari Tuckman on it, which who you know, as we were just talking about, was a guest in our podcast. I know that he got some rave reviews, so he's going to be talking about, or we're going to be talking about, uh, the recent CDC study that found that the age group with the highest rate of depression, anxiety, and suicidal behavior since covid are 18 to 24 year olds so and i know that's a lot of you that listen so we're going to be talking a little bit about what you can do if you are in, in kind of a, a not so great place right now and we're going to talk about why 18 to 20 year olds may be more prone to anxiety depression suicidal behavior right now more so than other age groups so that should be posted by the end of the week. So subscribe to Talking Brains on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you listen to your podcast. Yep. Uh, right. And then uh, I'm over at 3ingrenerds.com. And uh, you can check me out there most days. Uh, listen to our recordings. Yeah. Because we did a Clueless. And what is the, I forget, is the um, Moonraker one out yet? Not yet. Okay. Next but you got Okay. It will be soon, but not quite yet. Okay. Because um, apparently I picked all the horrible James Bond movies to review because yeah. I was late to the party to sign up. <laughs> yeah. But they're probably... So the most, are probably the most entertaining ones. Yeah, they're probably the most entertaining to talk about. Right. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. I got a review of The Babysitter, Killer Queen going up next next on Sunday, so... That'll be good. Cinematic masterpiece that it is. Oh, I love those movies. They're they're so. I really funny. have no idea what it's about. So, it yeah it they're they're horror movies, but they're really funny too. They got they're they're very much horror comedies. So, is that what the genre is called? Because I was wondering if there's a 
specific name for comedy slash horror? Is there a specialized genre? It's just horror comedy. Horror comedy? Yeah, horror comedy. It's not quite right, but okay. <laughs> or comedy horror, you know, if that's your... Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Until next time, everyone. Bye for now. Bye, everybody.